Okay, welcome to uh, the Aaron Calling Podcast, uh, a.k.a. Bad Dad Puns for Rock and Roll yeah. Podcast. Yeah. That's right. Before we get started, I need to know one thing, and one I thing have... only. Where have all the cowboys gone? Mm-hmm. Definitely not on a successful second release. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely uh, Sorry, Paula. That was rude. What a jump she made, huh? Background vocalist, uh, Dawson's Creek theme song, <laughs> and huge record, and then nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, so, I don't know where that no, came it's from. it's fine. But it's fine. There you I go. was going to say that uh, uh, for... Uh, anyone new to the podcast, we don't normally come out of the gate with a Paula Cole reference, but here we are. That's nope. true, we don't. But I mean, why not? <laughs> they need they need to know the truth. <laughs> I was also pretty proud of my rush gift that I sent you before. That was real good, by the way. And um, really there's good. nothing worse than someone explaining a joke, but I'm going to do it anyway. But I was texting you like, I'm ready to start the call. And you were like, give me 10. And I sent a gif of Rush the band <laughs> and just put no Rush. I don't know why, yeah. but that was so great. Neil Peart's face in is so good. His, his face. That's such a great Neil Peart face. Yeah, R.I.P. Neil Peart. R.I.P. So we're, uh, this week we're going to talk, we're going to talk real quick about I guess the new record store day format so that sure. we can seem somewhat informative right. for anyone here that gets their breaking news from the Aaron Calling <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I feel sorry yeah. for you already. Yes, I <laughs> <That's do. too. laughs> um, there can be no more fake news than this. <laughs> I would say it's real news. It's just very um, uh, slowly delivered. It's like, right. a, it's like giving the, it's like, Tying a, a, a note to a, a turtle's leg and sending yes. it to your friend three states away. Don't oh, worry, carrier turtle. <laughs> I've been training my carrier turtles. <laughs> um, and then we're going to talk about records that we bought. And yeah. um, so let's do the record store day first. So yeah. it's officially uh, canceled. Yep. And they're calling it now RSD. Drops. Drops. RSD drops. Wiki, wiki. And, um. Drops. So I guess the. <laughs> I'm trying to kind of figure this out. There's three dates August yes. 29th, September 26th, and yep. October 24th. Yes. And the idea, which I completely support, is that there's really no way to plan a party if you don't know what the rules are going to be to have a party. So right. I think that makes sense. Anyone that's been to record store day knows there is zero social distancing on record store day. It is correct. Just a bunch of dudes waiting to get the crow soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I got to get that man. It's on that weird uh, blood splatter vinyl. Woo. <laughs> Did you say blues traveler vinyl? I wish <laughs> that would work. Too. I got a I got a misprint. It's a blues traveler. <laughs> Man, you remember that uh, that secret blues traveler song on the Crow soundtrack? <laughs> it came with a the original came with a seven inch, and it had two blues traveler jams on it. Man, that was good. <laughs> um, so they. Uh, <laughs> 
so I guess what the, I guess the plan is they're going to take the official list that was yep. released on June or June first, I guess. Yes. Or no, that was released earlier, and they're going to split them up into three days, and then I guess each store gets assigned certain titles, and so then you you will go to whatever store to try to find those titles. Right. Um, it's like an Easter egg hunt. Yeah, I guess it kind of makes it interesting and challenging at the same time. Like, right. But maybe what they'll do is sort of break it up so that, um, you know, the overly coveted ones aren't all like on the same day. Do you know what I mean? So, right, um, right, right. Because what I could see is, you know, this kind of encouraging flipping a little bit too much. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, right. You know, you're just going to be able to pick up whatever while you're there. And then if other people can't get to every single store, you know, yeah, uh, there it is. But I guess maybe the stores will be able to tell you what they have. I don't know. So you can plan it, from there, maybe. Yeah, it seems like it would be. Yeah, if they would be able to say like maybe like the day before even like here yeah. is our list. This is what we got in and boom. I've only Instead really of... seen two things that I'm interested in. One is um, the Archers of Loaf 7-inch, obviously. Yep. And then the other would be, um, I think they're reissuing, or maybe it's the first time, I don't know. But I think the uh, David Lynch Dune movie soundtrack. Um, right. And I think that one would be kind of fun to have, just because I'm a Dune nerd. And I have right. uh, the Jarowski version or whatever from the documentary yep. uh, LP2. So I think that would be fun to have. I don't know how hot of a seller that one will be. <laughs> right. right. Um, um, but here's my other question. Yes. Sorry. Well, no, go ahead. Is So if it's August 29th, September 26th, October 24th, then will they still have Black Friday, I wonder? Because that's uh, basically like one a month. It's like August, September, October, and that would be yep. November. Well, I would say... I'd say they probably are, but yeah. I, my question was going to be, are they going to add more stuff to, to their entire, uh, I guess, whatever I doubt it. list for those three? Or are they just, this is just what they've already got ready to go? My guess is there's no way to start now and know that you'll have it in those days, the manufacturing right. process. So right. I bet that they don't want to risk that. And then, um, cause like that black Friday last year, I think that Frank Zappa was supposed to be out and then it right. wasn't. And then it kind of, right. it's so deflating when it comes out later. It's like, Oh yeah, I got it. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know why that is it's right. silly, but, um, right. Uh, so I bet, I bet they won't, but maybe, or maybe if they do, it'll be like something like really insane. Maybe just like what, one or two big things, you know, like it's a right. surprise. But I would think if they're still going to do Black Friday, they would want everyone to be be thinking now to be making things for Black Friday. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because you got to be yeah. probably six to eight months out, if not even a year these days. You know what I mean? So, right. Because so much stuff is getting, as we had kind of spoken about, uh, not on the call, but before texting a lot of things are getting delayed and pushed back and yeah all that fun stuff although i've only had one thing that hasn't been available yet and that's that um art blakey lp that they reissued the blue note one i don't think it's a reissue it's a uh was it a lost performance or something it was they record so those songs have all seen the light of day ah. as live versions on one gotcha. of the i think it's on one of the 
live at like Cafe Bohemia, maybe one of those. Yeah. It's one of the live records um, because I guess when they recorded this originally, the the guys, which probably means art, didn't think it was like it seemed a little safe, like because yeah. they had just learned the tunes and like they were. It sounded to them like, hey, we just learned the tunes, so they waited. And like a month later, recorded them live, and that was those are the versions everybody knows. Gotcha. These are the versions that were originally recorded to be put on a record that never happened because they weren't like super psyched about. By the time they got to the live version, they're like, "Yeah, those are better. Let's just do that." But cool. it's a fun way to hear. As with a lot of those things, it's it's fun to hear it like for a nerd like me. It's cool to hear it in the process. Yeah. So well, that's the only one I've gotten like a. It's not going to be on time. Uh, I know so. that uh, the new uh, Shiner record mm. has been delayed uh, for a while. They don't. They don't actually know. I don't think yeah. last that last word. I know that like the release date was like Friday. I think. Yeah. Uh, last Friday, um, but they were like, "Sorry about the." all the pre-orders for vinyl like we're we're still waiting to get them we don't know it's gonna take a little while (laughs) so i think they've got like they got they put a new batch of them up for pre-order so that must mean that like something's happening because they know now that they can get more done so yeah well i guess the good news about the record store day splitting it up is it sort of drives traffic three times like at least once a month and then i guess black friday sort of that fourth month so Maybe right. that'll help kind of make up for some of those first quarter losses because I know those days are just huge days, you know, in April for people. So, so yeah. yeah, so maybe it'll be a good thing. We'll, we'll have to. Yeah, we, we will see. I mean, anything pushing people towards going. I mean, I think this is where we both fall. Anything pushing people to go out to a record store, in my mind, is a good thing because it's. Yeah. Although my it, friends and I are already going now. <laughs> it's like get the right. mask on and go. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> It's um, like I can't hold it any longer. I know I'm like <laughs> I'm part of the problem, but I'm like right. Oh, I just gotta go. I just gotta be in one. I mean, there's not We're many not, open, but you know, right. Like, I was about to say here we don't have anything open yet, so it's like yeah. there's still. I think we. I think next Friday is the day yeah. where they will make, or next week is when I make the the official call on our phase two or whatever it is, where they can they can open. But I have a feeling some of them still won't. Yeah. Just to just to be like, no, I'm probably going to wait because, I mean, you've been to Carolina Soul with me. It's not a big place, so it's not like you're going to be able to get away. You know, you got yep. four people in there. You're like, yeah, I'm right up in your armpit. Yeah. So, you know, what are you going to do? We speaking, do. Of, speaking of Carolina Soul, do we need oh, to God. start on our uh, start on our recent purchases? What do we do? Like, you want to do five each? Because we we tend to get long winded. Uh yeah we'll 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 start with five. Oh god, <laughs> I'm sure we have we both have more. Oh no, I mean I had like 15 show up at the house today, but I, I mean, saw your boxes. I haven't really listened to all of them yet, so but yeah. I can I can dip into some of those. Let's yeah let's start with five and see where we get. Every time we say it's not going to be that long, and then it's yeah, like it's way too minutes. long. <laughs> yeah, it's way too long. Well, I don't know which pile you're gonna you're gonna pull from, but I have at least three hours worth of stuff I could say about some of those records. So that I know that you got. So mm. anyways, uh, do you want to start? You want me to start? Uh, you go. You always okay. have a nice tone. I like oh, your, okay. 
Um, let's see. So I guess this, this will piggyback off of uh, last episode, I believe. Um, so most of what I will mention, most of what I mentioned, will come from Sorry State Records, which is a new place yeah. uh, that I checked out in Raleigh. I say checked out. I checked out online. Um, I think I sent you this the majority of this in a big text. And I think this is the one where you're like, <laughs> I'm really jealous about half of your list and the other half like, yeah, no. <laughs> That's normal for your music buying habits though. Right. I'm always like, yeah, cool. Wait, boss gags. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. It's when, it, it's, it's, uh, I've known you and your family long enough and I'm like, Oh, his mom's, his mom's, uh, his mom's showing up there. <laughs> right. But she never listened to boss, but I, I don't know. I think I think it's lowdown. I think that song gets in my it's in my like DNA somewhere. I don't know. Like I hate everything about see this is another tangent. I could just go on. I hate everything about everything that he's like connected to. Like musically. Like there's nothing about that music that I'm like, yes. Like the dudes in Toto were the band on this record. Sweet. Like I'm not that's not my thing. But that song is so like, I don't know. I don't know. Boss Gags, there you go. Um, anyways, Sorry State Records, uh, they dropped like this ridiculous, uh, I guess, once they knew they weren't going to open for a while, they just started putting all of their new used things up. Yeah. And one night just put this ridiculous, like two page worth list. I think it was like me and one other dude bought all of it before the dude even got home. <laughs> I think that's what the guy said. It was like, wow, I don't even know what happened. But so anyways, most of this is from that. Uh, and piggybacking off last week's or last time's episode, I found a copy of King Crimson's Red, um, which I said, I think famously that I'd never seen anywhere. Um, this is a reissue um from i think 2017 it's a 200 gram uh waist lp which is the i think is my first one of those that i have gotten i don't have one it's it's uh startling when you pull it out of the (laughs) the sleeve you're like wow that is a record um i can't i mean usually between uh 180 and you know 120 140 i can't really even tell but uh i i couldn't tell you that like oh this thing sounds better than the remastered yeah like cd version i have uh, i think it does have a little bit more depth to it um main gist of this is it's a record i love and it sounds great and i got it um wasn't a crazy price it's basically brand new it looks like somebody probably listened to it like three times <laughs> yeah like, i was kind of scanning like uh ebay on those just for giggles and like because uh, you can you can find like 200 gram records by other artists that go for like hundreds of dollars you know yeah but all those seem like uh like uk import kind of yeah. like um like their whole catalog at like 200 gram or something so it must have yeah, just, just been like they yeah. were like, hey, we're going to reissue these. Let's just make it that much nerdier and go 200 gram. Yeah, because I think this is totally a we just got our masters back. And they put, I think they put them, they broke their whole catalog up into like, I think two or three box sets. Yeah. And it's like, here's all the early stuff. 
here's all the middle stuff. Here's all the later stuff. And, uh, this then broke, you know, they had like breakouts so you could buy singles or whatever. But, um, this is one of those, it was like 25 bucks, but they're like, I think they're like 40 new or something like that. So yeah, yeah, not bad. Um, let's see. Um, I'll do one that I, that came today. I've been listening to it a lot online, so I was just excited to get it. But it's the yep. um, Miriam Makiba's "Keep Me in Mind" mm. uh, from 1970. And man, this record is like—I mean, for a sort of like you know Afrobeat female singer whose most records are you know just in a completely different language. <laughs> right. Right. Um, this one is just like, almost like the attempt to go for it. And so it's got all these great covers. It's got, um, for what it's worth. Uh, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Um, brand new day and I shall sing, which are both fan Morrison songs. Um, yep. she covers the, in my life Beatles song. And then out of nowhere, she does down on the corner by, uh, nice. um, <laughs> Uh, by credence yeah and it actually really works because it's still kind of she kind of puts that afrobeat style on some of these like real classic rock songs and right. then it's mixed in with you know more of like the afrobeat you know you know lumba Lu, lumumba <laughs> you know yes ebande uh yes. Tululu, you know I'm, I'm probably butchering those so it's kind of like the best of both worlds but nice. um those covers are amazing and so uh yeah, it was six bucks. I was like, man, great. this is kind of like, um, it's it's going to be a great uh, thing to sub in as like a, definitely in like DJ sets. But I've I've just been listening to it a lot lately. So um, yeah, I was really excited about that one. Did you get that one from the the Discogs guy? Yeah. Did you place yeah. an order with him? Uh, I have not. I have a giant cart oh, full yeah, of stuff that right. I keep like <laughs> I keep like whittling it down. Like now I don't need that. So like once it gets to like a manageable amount, then I'll be like okay. But like yeah, it's all like five and six dollar records. Like it's great. Yeah, uh, D McGee on yes. uh, Discogs. Good, good. Uh, yeah, good pricing and like I think I think he puts like a buck or two on like every record for like <laughs> yeah. shipping. So it's yeah. like doesn't even really make sense. That's why. Right. I just, I bought, I think I bought one, two, three, four, five, six records from yeah. them. Yeah. I got six records for 40 bucks shipped. So you can't go wrong there. Nice. Yep. Nice. Uh, is this a Miriam McKeever record with, is Hugh Masakela on this one at all? I don't think so. But I, I don't remember know. if she was still married to him at that point or not. But uh, I don't know enough. I don't. I don't see any of that. Or yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no like. I'm just kind of looking at discogs, and there's no right. information on who. Um, who did like, what? Who, who performed on the record or anything? So not sure. And like it nice. just came in the mail today, so I haven't had a chance to dig through um, the jacket or anything. So right. Um. So, I also got in my Sorry State Records Blambo pile, uh, one that I've been looking for for a little while, uh, Ozzy Osbourne's Blizzard of Oz. There you go. Yeah. We're Blizzard twins now. Yep. We uh, used our Blizzard twins activate form of 
headless bat. Um, we have talked about this record a little bit, me and you, because I've been like, man, I'm, I wish I could find that thing. And then it was like, you could find it, but it would be like 40 bucks. And then, <laughs> or it would be like, this is a $2 copy that somebody ran over with their lawnmower. Yeah. It was like either or. This one was like 16 bucks, and it's like real nice. Like, Good. Uh, original inner, the whole thing. So um, it's great. Uh, I listened to it the, about two minutes after it walked in the door. And uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, Crazy Train sounds like Crazy Train. <laughs> goodbye to Romance sounds like Goodbye to Romance. You know, it's a classic. It's um, it, I mean, it's it's fun to have in the catalog. I was um, I've right. been every night entering in a cube, one cube of records into discogs just to try to yeah. catch up. I've lost count where I'm at. I think I'm 13 done, seven more to go. I think this is ridiculous. And um, <laughs> and I was I was in the O's the other day. I want to hit the Aussie yeah. records. I was like, oh, this is just kind. Of, it's just so they're fun to have. I don't know what it is. Right. Yeah, Don't I mean, diary, I have Diary of a Madman, Blizzard of Oz, and the original Sin guy. <clears throat> I think I ended up selling Shot in the Dark because yeah. I think I, I was going to be able to sell it for four times what I paid for. Right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, right. you know, like, I love right. Shot in the Dark, but like, I can just listen right. to it online until I find another copy in the store. <laughs> Right. I mean, I right. sold it for like 40 bucks or something. I was like, That's all awesome. right. You know? I put yeah. it up at like a really stupid high price because I was like, sometimes I'll do this. I'm like, I don't have to have this record, but it's kind of fun to have it. But if yeah. somebody's going to give me that much and then I can go buy four more. <laughs> right. Right. And it, and somebody ended up buying it. I was surprised. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. So also from the same guy, I, I don't know. So, okay. <laughs> Let me set this up a bit. I'm in. Yep. Watching and listening to a lot of um, sort of like European-based DJ sets. So, yep. but don't think house music. So, like, it's right. very interesting. Like, this concept of DJing to me is sort of interesting because I consider myself very like boring white guy. Like, you know, kind of just like. I'm just going to play one song into another. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, right. like I'm not like, uh, you know, uh, like getting everyone out of the dance floor necessarily. I'm playing upbeat music and things that I find entertaining, but it's a lot of like, you know, on the nose, like, Oh, here's a lemonhead song or here's a grateful right. dead song or here's a whatever. Whereas like European, it's a lot of like, obviously there's a lot of like house stuff, which I'm not into at all. But yeah. there's also a lot of um, really heavily, like, you know, um, just a lot of, like, they love playing, like, old disco or, like, um, you know, some sort of, like, Afrobeat, you know, like, yep. a lot of instrumental, like, jams. And so yep. a lot of people have been DJing at home since they've been on quarantine. And so there's been certain Instagram accounts that have been showing it. And I'll kind of watch a little bit. And then there's, like... NTS radio, which is like, like Carolina soul has a show on there. And then there's a yeah. bunch of like European DJs. And then I don't know, just been listening to a lot of those and thinking like, man, it'd be cool to have a, at least a portion of a DJ set. That's a little like, I don't know, more worldly, if you will, you know, sure. like just not yeah. your usual, like, like on the nose, like, 
I, you know, whenever I'm DJing, especially if it's like a really long set, I like to kind of weave in and out. So it's like you kind of lose people with the crazy world stuff and then hit them with like a song they know, you know? What right. I mean? So here comes Brickhouse. So here's kind of, I don't know that I would <laughs> go with Brickhouse, but yeah. Um, but so we, uh, so one of the things I've started doing is like, I kind of get like, lost in discogs rabbit hole so like yeah. if i'm buying a record from someone i'll just kind of scan through and look at like their their for sales and if something looks interesting like what's great is you can click on it and a lot of times there's like a youtube link and yep. where you can listen to it and so i found this record which is called orchestra hermanos flores Ila yes. crisis <laughs> it's just a total like latin salsa a uh, record from 1974 that um, is just really weird. I can't really find much information on it, but like uh, it's just really upbeat and kind of, it's kind of like, so it's like some points it's a little too like salsa. Right. If you know what I mean? But like at yep. some points it, it's a kind of, kind of a little, got some little like funky jams kind of thing. So I thought, man, this would be fun to just throw in the like, you know, as DJ said, just to kind of break things up. You know what I mean? So, nice. um, an orchestra is like O R Q U E S T A, and yes. then it, you know, Hermanos Flores. And you can actually like, um, you can find it on YouTube, and um, it's kind of a fun like, like I said, it's like it's just a fun to be. I was playing it today, and one of my sons was like, "What are we listening to?" <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, "I know, it's so crazy, right?" So, uh, I mean, a little bit of that is just sort of like. I know it sounds a little like, I don't know what's, what's the, what, well, I don't know exactly how to say this, but like, it seems a little like sheltered's not the right word, but you know, like a little like, right. Oh yeah. I'm just like the white guy in his forties <laughs> buying like, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, worldly music or whatever, just so I can seem cultured maybe, but like, I really do enjoy it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so that was a fun, a fun one, to- totally obscure and random. So yeah. Awesome. Um, Speaking of worldly, I'm gonna to, I'm gonna join two together into one. I'm gonna cheat a little bit, but it deserves it. Um, so one of these I got from Sorry State, the other I got from this place, Palm Beach Vinyl down in Florida. Um, uh, Craftwork, uh, Man Machine, nice, and uh, Computer World. Good. Yes. Um, which are computer world is like one of those records you and i talk about this record i feel like every so often it pops up um one of those records that like i think i think all craftwork records kind of sound like the future still but i feel like computer world of all of them still sounds like a thing there's still like a feeling on that record that like people are still trying to capture like in electronic oh, it, music it's, it's like the uh soundtrack to the flying car that we never got right but still feels like we could get you know what i mean it's yes. like it's like uh this is this is the future still <laughs> like it's still <laughs> right. the future right even though it's what 40 years old 30 40 yeah, years it's old. 81 okay i believe yeah uh and it uh yeah it is i mean the song computer love by itself like if there was no other song on that record, it would still be that good. I feel like yeah. that song is so good and it's so like 
it is everything it is supposed to be. It's sad. It's like dancey. It's catchy. It's like horribly like, oh man, this dude is just trying to like hook up with somebody via a computer. <laughs> and in 1981, that probably seemed like the saddest thing on earth. But yeah. in 2020, it's like that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the man machine is like just before that. It still sounds like the future, although seemingly a sort of bleaker future but yeah not bleaker in the same way it's weird anyways it's craft work they're great uh the copies i got are like super nice and clean um computer world as you know not a cheap record to buy but yeah when you find it and it's nice i mean this one is like original insert og everything so it's all right um it's really great. Another one I listened to, like the second it walked in the door, I was like, "Yep." Uh, for me, I was like Ozzy, all... listen to this. <laughs> for me, it's man, it's all about pocket calculator. I just love oh, that song so much. It's so it's good, just, it's so catchy, and like, and I'll just be walking around and it'll just be like, you know, <laughs> I'm the calculator on your pocket calculator. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. It's so good. I am adding. Right? And subtracting. Right. What? This is amazing. Like, you know, it's yeah. like it's like literally just talking about using a calculator, but yep. it's the it's like for you, you know for anyone that's ever been stuck on lyrics and you know right. it's like play that and be like oh wait there's creative ways to make anything sound interesting right and and live they actually had calculators that played the Heck yeah <laughs> the melodies yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's a little course, melody. Yeah, unfortunately, of course, uh, Florian Schneider has now left us. Uh, yeah, there's been a wave, man. There's been a lot of folks. Which literally happened the day I got Computer World. Like no, I didn't even he... know that he had passed away. And you're like, everything's gonna get more expensive now. I think is what you said. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> really? And then I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> so weird. But yeah, there you go. Um, another, uh, I've been on a re- I've been in a really w- weird earth, wind, and fire rabbit hole lately. Yeah, yeah, you have. <laughs> and uh, so I picked up the album Spirit. Uh, oh, came out in nineteen seventy six. Got the great like yellow cover where they're sort of they hit great album art by the way. Like yes, they did. They, they're sitting in like these three front of these three sort of like triangular temple kind of things. I mean, how they did that uh, art in the seventies is pretty great, but um, yeah, it's really for me all about one song. It's the second track on side A. It's called on your face, which is mm. kind of a horrible name for yes. a song. If you, uh, yes. if you want to be very immature about it, but yep. I think it's more about, you know, I think the lyric says something about the smile on your face. So it, right. you know, that probably would have been better to include in the title. <laughs> Maybe a parenthetical there. Yeah, right. The smile but, on yes. your face. Um, but it's like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like the perfect, like, grown-up Jackson 5 song. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, like, upbeat. <laughs> like, it feels sunny. Um, right. Like, it's... Here's what I think, and I could be wrong on this, but like again, I've just been kind of thinking like probably because I just haven't been DJing in forever. I've been thinking about cool stuff to have in a DJ set if I ever get to do it again. Right. And I thought, man, this would be a cool Earth, Wind, and Fire song that people would probably go, "This song's great. Who is this?" Do you know what I mean? Like, right. it doesn't yeah. like come across to me as like traditional 
earth, wind and fire. You know what I mean? So it's yep. just like a great kind of like R and B feel good jam. So, um, yeah, that I added that in to my, uh, to, to the same order from this guy, but you know, <laughs> like, I mean, it starts when in fire, I paid $4, you know what I mean? So, right. um, but, I, but you know, when you play through the rest of the album, it gives you that same kind of that good, uh, that kind of good earth, wind and fire feeling that I know that sounds silly, but like, you know, there's a time and place for everything and um, sure. It's fun to have it in play. So Um, where does this come? You also got faces, right? Um, Recently. Wasn't that the other one you got? I think so. Yeah. Where does that come in the line? The faces is later. I think maybe I'm looking. Oh, I can't remember. So many of their, they have so many. Yeah, Faces was 80, 1980. Yeah, okay. So there were one or two other records in between there. Yeah. Um, Faces happened because uh, when I got all those great records um, that I think we talked about last time where I bought that big batch, Faces was in there, but they were like, they kind of wanted too much money for it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And so basically I like, got home and immediately regretted not getting it. I was like, ah, oh, I should have gotten that. And then, um, so I just sort of put a, like a, I sort of watched a guy on like eBay, like you can watch things. So like, yeah, I don't know if people know this or not, but like now when you watch things like the, the sellers, so like me, I get notified that someone's watching it and then I can make them an offer. So like, yep. if you're not dying to buy stuff, like, but you just kind of like, man, maybe they'll make me an offer. Like, you yeah. can watch it and then so i watched it and then the guy hit me up for like two bucks off whatever he was charging there and i was like oh yeah i'll get it then you know what i mean yeah so i think i paid like six bucks or a few bucks for shipping or something like that so right um, yeah so i've been going through that and uh and this one so yeah nice yeah nice um let's see uh i got my same pile here uh miles davis uh, feel they Kilimanjaro, nice. I believe, uh, or the the women of Kilimanjaro. <laughs> it's Phillies, <laughs> I guess. Phillies de Kilimanjaro, um, which is also titled Directions in Music. It was the first one of his that he titled Directions in Music. Um, so it's like the he started the like transitional phase. So this is like three records before or. F- yeah, I think it's this one, Miles in the Sky, uh, in a silent way, then Bitches Brew. So you're four records out, technically, from going wackadoo. Um, and uh, it's really great. Uh, the band, it's probably my favorite right now. Like, I had, I think I'd like cursorily at some point listened to this, never had the record. Um, and uh, this one was in really great shape and was not crazy pricey. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the band on it is pretty much the the second grade quintet with Tony Williams and Ron Carter and Herbie Hancock, except it's augmented by, I think, Chick Corea comes in at one point, And then at some point, Ron Carter is gone and Dave Holland is in. So it's like, He's starting to make the band that's going to do all the electric stuff um, and and do In a Silent Way and all that. So 
um, it's heading there, but it's not there yet. So it's like a really cool moment of tension uh, in the music. So yeah, really good. Nice. Has a crazy cover with uh, Betty Davis on it as well. Uh, R.I.P. His wife at the time. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. There you go. Good crazy. It is crazy. Um, let's see. I uh, another record I got, and this is kind of um, this is just to follow my usual like oh, you talk about these guys every podcast. <laughs> but um, I got an album called The Brothers Martin, which is basically um, uh, Starflyer Fifty Nine and um, the Joy Electric. Uh, the Martin brothers. Yep. And uh, they made a record together and I actually never knew anything about it. Um, and uh, somebody was talking about it in the Starfire 59 group I'm in, which just is sort of a weird nerdy <laughs> thing to say that I'm embarrassed about. But, uh, and I was like, well, that's weird. I didn't even see that. And then uh, right. I couldn't find anybody selling it. So I was like, well, it must not be new. And then um, it came out in 2007. And so, I was looking on Discogs and it was like a hundred bucks. And I was like, well, I'm not getting that. But then I found it on eBay and I guess some, like literally the description was like, we just found a box of these in our warehouse. You know what I mean? Like, so here, here they are. There's like 40 of them left. So I grabbed one of those before they were gone. But um, it's basically like, you know, all of Jason Martin's Starfire 59, like rock stuff with like a mix of Ronnie Martin's like electro electronic like bleeps and bloops of joy electric like as one and um it's fun it's kind of a it's kind of a fun thing to add to the uh collection of of things i have um from the martins themselves so can't believe you talk about those guys every podcast i think not everyone i don't think i talked (laughs) about it last time totally kidding uh no it's cool i think i when you said that i was like why do i know that i remember hearing about that but Kind of like you, I think I had like forgotten that it was a thing, or yeah. Well, I mean, two thousand seven was didn't what, know what it meant years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, what is we're next? cruising, man? We may even be able to get more than five in. All right, let's do it. Um, Nick Lowe's Pure Pop for Now People, aka Jesus of Cool. Um, By the way, I did, do not own this record, so I'm jealous of you. Oh wow! Well. Oh, that's I've right. never seen it in that's a right. store ever, ever. Uh, I have not either. <laughs> um, which is why when I saw it on here, I was like, "Are you kidding?" And it was seven dollars. Nice. That's yeah. a great deal. Yeah, dude. People um, like people really underappreciate Nick Lowe and some yes. of his. Uh, some of his early solo records are so good. And like, yeah, um, they, it's just like, why aren't these more expensive? Like, I, I do not get it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do because <clears throat> I guess in the, in the greater scheme of things in the pantheon of artists, he got eclipsed somewhat in the States, especially by like Elvis Costello. Sure. And who he was like, basically, helping along <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when like you... him and what like dave edmonds right like right. uh and that was rock pile right and like basically yep. 
they had to stop using the rock pile names. So they just started going by their own names, but right. still had the exact same group of people. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Yes. And in that incubator of world, Elvis Costello came up. Um, there's a bunch of other people that like touchstoned off of that, but they yeah. somehow Nick Lowe gets like kind of, I don't know. He gets, gets kind of buried in the like pile. He does. No, he does. no pun he intended. Does. And, uh, he gets so a little stiffed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> buried That's in the rock a... pile. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rush gift sending now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, so pure pop for now people is the name of this record in the States because uh, CBS, I think who, was distributing it here uh did not think that people here would take kindly to a record called jesus of cool yeah <laughs> so they said can we change the name pure pop for now people was already on the album cover anyways in like little letters um and so they just called it that uh but it's the same record with well i take that back it's not technically the same record because the there's a track order shift and like they left off one like there's a version of a song it's different it's like live on jesus's jesus of cool and it's a studio version from rock pile on uh pure pop for now people so whatever it's one of those lovely things like if you find a uk one it's going to be slightly different than the us one but it's cool i mean they did that for a lot of UK versus US oh, releases. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. XTC records are ridiculously different, but from like one to the other. So, uh, but it is nonetheless <clears throat> really great. It is exactly what it says it is. It is a power pop record of the highest order. Um, great songwriting. It pulls from all sorts of classic awesomeness it sounds sort of like a buddy holly record it sounds sort of like a new wave record it sounds sort of like a post-punk record it's really great um yeah i don't know this copy i don't no, know why it's I mean, seven dollars and and why it was in such good shape but it was so yeah i'm not I mean, i'm not arguing i'm, I'm <laughs> shopping for it right now I'm, I'm like scrolling through you know so yeah it's uh i mean seven bucks is a pretty good deal yeah I'm not, I think I saw a couple of copies for like double that somewhere, which is still not terrible, but yeah. I just thought it would be, I thought if I saw it somewhere, it would be much more than seven bucks, but there you go. Um, Labor of Lust is like my go-to record. Yes. That's one that if I ever, I've never seen that one in a store. And if I see I, that one, I did find that one at Grimey's years ago and, and picked it up, I think for seven or eight bucks. And I was just like, nice. really? I just thought this would be right. like $30. I don't know. Why. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, you can't have enough yeah. Nick Lowe in your life. No, it's, it's so good. And if you, you know, yeah. If you like all the things that were around him, you're going to like him. So by the way, um, so he did a, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but maybe on the last record store day for Black yes. uh, Friday, he released, um, he re-released a uh, seven inch that he did with Wilco, right? Yeah. 
so I listened to the podcast that he did with the, the official record store day podcast. And I didn't realize he wrote, um, well, not, not that he wrote, but that, um, on the bodyguard soundtrack, somebody covers one of his songs and, um, uh, I forget which song it was. And, uh, like he made like, but he was like, yeah, I made stupid money off that. He was like, I mean, it ran out, but he was like, right. Thank God for that guy. Like it was some kind of weird oddball cover yes. on that soundtrack. And of course, in those days, selling however many CD copies that thing sold or cassettes, whatever, he was just ringing up royalties, you know, mechanical royalties on his cover being on there, which is kind of cool. So, right. Didn't somebody do what's so funny about peace of an understanding on that? It on may have been that. Yeah, that's probably what it was. I think it was because yeah. I remember getting that not too long ago. Because, <laughs> yes, I bought that. Um, yeah, Curtis Steigers. Yes, that's what it, it is. Yep. Yes. There you go. Fun fact that we may have... Zach's uh, playing full Curtis Steigers. Yep. Um, okay, so I feel like all my... Well, not maybe not all of them. I feel like I've had a couple like just on the nose, but I'm just going to continue with those. But like, yep. uh, I highly recommend watching the Beastie Boys documentary on Apple TV. Uh, um, if, you totally zero, if you have zero uh, interest in watching... Apple TV, it's only five bucks a month, but they give you seven days free, which should give you more than enough time to watch a two-hour documentary. Um, right. It's so great. I kept putting it off because I was like a little burned out on documentaries, but like I didn't realize that like it's basically a um, a live performance um, with Ad Rock and Mike D sort of narrating in front of the screen. So they're in a theater nice. and there's like a crowd, and it's much more. Well, I mean, it's a documentary from them. You know what I mean? So it, right. it's just like more, maybe you get a you get a much better understanding of sort of how they transition from like, you know, punk rock kids to like these accidental frat rock boys who had a huge hit record to like no one caring about them to like learning instruments and then becoming like sort of the legendary Beastie Boys. You know what I mean? Again, right. So, right. But, um, but that sort of made me be like i'm an idiot because there's just a couple records i don't own and so right. um i picked up and i don't know why i don't have it but i picked up uh the like reissue of paul's boutique and yep. um uh oh why am i spacing on the other one um to the five boroughs yeah to the five yep. boroughs i picked that one up too so um they're both color uh yep. vinyl reissues the, um they they sound great for being colored um uh, for being colored vinyl, but like they, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, two to five burrows for some reason, like I just never paid attention to, I bought the right. CD when it came out because I worshiped that band, but yeah. there was something about it that maybe I didn't connect to. And like, uh, but now I'm like, so How did I miss all these songs. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Have you ever seen the, I'm sure you have, but the, the performance of them on Letterman, when that yes. came out that's so good yeah like just walking they, down the street and into the studio so good yeah well what's funny too is i was super into hello nasty which came out after that right um and i mean for me like it's funny emily and i always debate what's what's the better record i think <laughs> check your head is their perfect record like i think right that was the record that made them who they are right and they kind of and she hers was has always been paul's boutique yeah. It's interesting because they go into this a little bit and they were like, you know, um, they kind of talk about how 
influential check your head was to their career. And so Emily was like, Oh man, maybe you were right. And I'm like, of course I'm right on that one. <laughs> she and I, I didn't talked say about it that this way as well. She, I, I didn't don't know say if it that she way. I'm scared. Um, yeah. She and I, she and I had a long conver- conversation over the, the telephone over that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Texting back and forth. I was like, I saw her post about it and I was like, is this about which one is better? And then that sent us both down a little talking about it back and forth. Yeah. I, yeah. I was a check your head guy in the moment. Um, for sure. Like when that record hit, I was like, wow, this is great. Uh, saw them, I guess after saw them on Lollapalooza tour. I guess it was after, uh, what's, what's the one after check your head? Ill Ill communication. Yes. After ill communication came out, they were amazing. Um, and then I completely lost it. I mean, (laughs) I, I don't know. I just, I just didn't stick around after that um later now especially even like uh paul's boutique is like my jam like i don't know why i don't know i i don't know probably because i listened to check your head so much (laughs) when it came out that i'm like yeah but then i've you know i've been honest with you i've said like i don't know sometimes i have a hard time with them because i'm like were they was it like a giant, were they punking everybody or were they really that good or were they not that good? Like sometimes I have problems with it Yeah, and I don't know why, but I don't think they were punking everybody. I think they were legit. Um, and I think, yeah, I think check well, your head. The documentary does a good job explaining sort of like how licensed to ill sort of, you know, they were young and dumb and right. became famous and. <laughs> Right. Sort of everyone they were making fun of became their fans. And so they just kind of bought in. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, kind of how everything went south from there and then how they built it back up organically. And I think that's sort of the the fun part of it. There's not a lot in there about, you know, the focus is really on like Paul's Boutique, Check Your Head and Communication. And it it kind of flies from there to, you know, MCA's passing. But um, but it's it's totally worth it. Like I said, yeah. You can sign up like if you're if you're and I didn't have Apple TV. I don't have the. I thought I had to have the thing or whatever. But like, right. When you update your new, um, you know, your new system, whatever on operating system on your Mac, Apple TV now comes up on there. And so yeah. you can click on that. And then I just hooked up like a an HDMI adapter to my laptop and just ran it to the TV. And we yes, watched you did. it. And then I immediately canceled the <clears throat> Apple TV because there's nothing right. else on there I want to watch. Right. <laughs> we have like an old, we got gifted one for Christmas like in 08, I think. Yeah. Like it's it's really old, little box. So I've been meaning to watch it. I want to watch it. Um, I might watch it after we get off of here. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, where are we at? We got one more? Yeah. Yeah, let's do one more each. Okay. Um what is my one more? Okay, here we go. Uh, Morrissey's <laughs> Viva Hate. Uh, there you go. This is where is, you lost me, I think, by the way. Which is which is great. We can talk about this because this is a story. There is a, there is a journey <laughs> for me on this one. Um, so if you asked me 10 years ago, no, probably a little bit longer now, but 12 years ago, would I ever own this record? I would have answered emphatically no. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
get out of here. Uh, also, I would have said that about any Smith's record. Um, was not into it. At some point, uh, while out on the road, uh, I uh, a really good friend of mine, Leroy, who was uh, he was one of the crew dudes in in our touring entourage. Uh, he was a huge Morrissey fan, huge. And, uh, we talked about this a lot and I was like, I don't get it, dude. I don't, I'm sorry. I've never, I've never understood it. Like <laughs> everybody, it's like the thing, you know, you, there's always those bands like Grateful Dead or like, for me, it's like Grateful Dead, Steely Dan. And for a long time it was the Smiths <laughs> slash Morrissey. Everybody tried to like, I'm going to, I'm going to play you the thing that will make you love this band. I'm like, I love you for thinking that, but you are the 10,000th person to say that. And whatever you're about to play me, I guarantee you, they have already said I've listened to, and I'm going to vomit after I hear it. <laughs> um, I'm still that way in large part about both the Grateful Dead and Steely Dan, which I know puts me in like a weird world, but I just can't, I don't know. I don't know. Which is what makes the Boz Skaggs thing also like weird. Cause that's also in that world, but whatever. Uh, at some point a switch flipped and I came, I kind of came at the Smiths through Morrissey instead of the other way around and Leroy gifting me uh, Viva hate. And I think it's Bona drag, which is the, it's like a comp of his singles that he put out right after that, right after Viva hate was the, for some reason I just put it on one day and I was like, this is this is glorious, <laughs> and I don't know why. I can't believe I'm saying that, um, but it got me into that and the Smiths. Now I'm still nowhere near like super fanboy, like whatever. But Viva Hate is a record that like I will listen to multiple times. So the like I don't know, eighteen bucks or whatever this cost uh, for an OG were was uh, well worth it. Um, it has suede head and every day is like sunday are the big the morrissey jams on it um but there's a lot of other good tracks on there not that i'm trying to see i'm not trying to convert you but oh you're not um, going to yes and i know i I won't try to convert you on grateful dead and uh uh, steely dan yeah because i know i understand it i've been there (laughs) it's uh i don't know why i don't know why this record at 30 i was probably 36 7 was suddenly like oh this makes sense now like i don't know i don't know what it was but i was like man that's a good record and yeah. i will I'll i feel it. like when i did when i was told about the smiths i felt i feel like i was sold that it was gonna be sort of like this punk rock thing and then i listened right. to it and i was like this is the softest thing i've ever heard and <laughs> just right. never like the hooks never got me like to just i never you know, I have no problem with it. I don't dislike it. I just, you right. know, I have a copy of Queen is Dead or whatever that one is, but like, yep. I just never listened to it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yep. I'll pull it out. And I'm like, oh, it's cool that I own this, but I don't ever listen to it. You know, so the thing, the thing that throws me on the Smiths is that like, I think here and this, it's sort of like what you just said, like, like guitar player friends of mine would be like, man, Johnny Marr you know, even on like how soon is now or whatever, like 
that that is like life altering. I'm like, is it? Because it seems like he just plays this. He plays the thing, <laughs> he loops it, and then he plays another thing, and he loops it, and then he re-records that those two loops like 20 times, and then walks out the room, and then the rest of the band comes in and records their parts. <laughs> like that's what it seems like to me. I could be wrong, but it like never hit me. But like then at the same time when I hear it, I'm like, you know, it's cool. But like there's a lot of other bands that I'm like, I that were probably not any like I mean for all its all intents and purposes, REM was not any more like aggressive than the Smiths in a lot of ways. But right. there was something more energetic I feel like about them. I think it was the like I f- I almost feel like and I don't want to offend anybody. I feel like this was like the the Britishness of the Smiths to my <laughs> to my posh. southern ears were like what like where's the dirt where's the grind yeah. where's the where's yeah. the soul you yeah know? it just seemed like it was like I don't really care about what I'm doing even though I know they probably did I know whatever but it's like it just seemed like that there was an air of that <laughs> yeah but and again that's fine I have no no problem right. with people who love them because people worship them. I just, uh, it's never really uh, hit yes. me hard enough to want to always listen to it. So Again, I do not worship, but Viva hates a good record. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring this down several do notches and, uh, and, and end mine with uh, <laughs> my Vinyl Me Please version of uh, oh. Salt and Peppa's Very Necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hot from 1993. All right. Yeah, we got to talk about this. All right. <laughs> um, no, you tell me about it. You you go, and then we'll... It's really good. You like it? I mean, okay, so the hits are, shoot, yep. Yep. what a man. Yeah. But here's what I forgot. I have had over the years several sort of party playlists. And yes. Depending on my age and how much time I devoted to said partying determines sort of which playlists sure. uh, were needed. And I had one that had their version of None of Your Business on there. And I yep. just love that song. Like, I've yeah. always loved it. Like, um, it's just always been like a like a guilty pleasure, like, you know, streaming playlist jam you know right and uh uh and it's on this record and i totally forgot it was on there so when it came on i was like oh man i love this song <laughs> but there's like other songs in there too where like i don't know like uh okay i think it's got that like kind of early 90s rap style before everything became really hard but like yes. it's still pretty like it makes a statement but it's still more aggressive than like tlc was Right. So they're they're harder than TLC, but like, but not as hard as like when everything went to like Biggie stage. You know what I mean? That would have been '94. Right. This came out '93. Right. So, but but you know, like it's still very much that early '90s feel. It's got like just that like early kind of rap sound to it. It's basically all about, and if you remember, the early '90s was all about like basically talking about sex and liberation yes. and like you know female empowerment and that's what this record is 
And when you're listening to it, it's like, man, this is like this sweet little pocket of like pop history that, uh, you know, I'm glad I own it. I guess what I'm saying, I, I don't know. I never, I would have never paid a hundred dollars for like the, for the original pressing right. came out years right. ago. Right. But, you know, versus what my other selections were, which I can't remember for Finally Please, like, I am so happy I have this one. And yeah. at some point, and I don't know, I buy records with the intent. Okay. It's sort of like when our friend, mutual friends, Ryan yes. and Billy, text us really late <laughs> on a weekend night. And they're, yep. they're together and they're going down a Spotify rabbit hole, right? Like, yep. I still feel like there's going to be some time in my life when, like, I will have my turntables out and everyone will be there and I'll be playing Shoop and I'll be playing Janet Jackson and I'll be playing right. Hall of Notes. Like I'll have all these sort of like 80s, 90s gems that make no sense to really own except for that one moment. And I'm building a <laughs> library for it for absolutely no reason. It's that's right. what it is. I I love that. First <laughs> off, I love that. I love everything that you just said. I I have not, I'm going to be honest and tell you that I have not listened to that entire record yet because I also got the same record. Um, because I'm still like, sort of like, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you because our other choices were like, eh. yeah, they were, they were, it was Stevie Nicks and something. Uh, I don't Stevie Nicks Belladonna, right? Yeah. Which yeah, is like, I don't. I don't need a midnight blue Belladonna. Sorry. No, I already got. Already got one. It's in great shape, and I paid yep. six bucks for it. So <laughs> exactly, and you will find plenty more for six dollars. Yeah. And then it was a weird jazz yeah. record, but not an influential oh, one. It was uh, Errol Garner's. Yeah, like, like one of his like one of his like after he left a record label. It's like you'd yeah. have to be really into Errol Garner, I think, to like. Because what I checked out of that record, I was like, yeah, I don't. This is not earth shattering enough yet for me to be yeah. like, yes. So I went, I went there. I even went through like some of the swaps and I was like, yeah, no, I think, I think maybe because you and I were talking about this at the time and <laughs> I love, I love you belaboring over it. It's like I was like, oh, I was like, do I want that record? And I was like, I don't know. I still don't know. Um, so I'm going to listen to it in full tomorrow um, now because I have to. Um, Okay, but, make it. Make sure you when you listen to Shoop, yes. the song after it is called Heaven or Hell, and it was yes. great. Like I thought it was great. So okay. I, I was like, I, I, listen, I've never listened to this record really. I've listened to What a right. Man, None right. of Your Business, and Shoop, right? Because right. those were the hits. Right. But um, there, there are other songs on there. Uh, some some boys, uh, somebody's getting on my nerves. It's like track three, which yep. I had a bit of a rough week last week. So like. I was like, yeah, man, somebody is getting on my nerves. <laughs> I was like, because I was playing it in my car. Like, after I was listening to the record, I was like, I had to go run an air. And I was like, man, I'm just going to keep listening to that in my car, too. And because uh, I was so back into None of Your Business, it was like my jam. And I was like, well, what yep. other songs are on here? And uh, so that one, that one is it, too. Here's right. the other thing, too. So sometimes, me being who I am, I'm uh, hardwired to basically where I was explaining to my coworker the other day, like, my record buying is a circle of selling and buying, right? So right. Um, it's a constant in and out. And if I'm lucky, you know, I haven't been able to do it in forever. But, you know, I go out and I find records. I sell those and then I use that money to buy other records. That's how right. I do it. So when I really saw this pop up, my first thought was, eh, you know what? 
yep. I can probably flip this record. You know what I mean? Like, which um, I think is what you said to me. Yeah, and I mean, there's <laughs> 17 for sale right now on Discogs at 37 bucks. Um, yeah. that's the lowest. Uh, now none of them have sold yet, but um, right. you know, somebody would probably, you know, what 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 is like 80 bucks a quarter for finally please so what 20 yeah. bucks or yeah. 20 yeah well, i guess more than 20 right i guess maybe 25 maybe like 20, you know what i mean so yeah i guess my point 27. is like you, yeah. Tw- yeah you could probably get a like, really close to your money's worth if you just really don't want it you know what i mean like you right, could, right. You, you could at least get some cash back to then use that to go buy some other ones but yeah uh, but once i got it in and was like playing it i was like oh i'm kind of happy i have this it's so dumb <laughs> No, that's the thing. Is like I, I don't know why it was like such a thing, but I was just like because I remember like at the time like I think I think I heard somebody else talking sort of about this era and the era just just past like maybe early two thousands hip hop where it's like at the time if you were like a if you're really into like hip hop or whatever I mean you can say it's about any style but we're using hip hop. Um, like there were certain like touchstones that you were like, that made you cringe because they were like two one way or the other. And this was one of those, like at the time I was like, I was like, I don't like, I loved early salt and pepper. I loved it. Um, but then I, then this happened and I was like, what is going on like i don't i don't know it's so like it's so obviously like over the top produced and like you know whatever and so like i think i just like there was like a thing in me that was like there's no way i'm going to enjoy this (laughs) even though there's no reason for me to not like i know i'm gonna when i put it in i was like man shoop is good i was like i flipped it over i was like man what a man is good even though it always stuns me, like when you hear the original song they took, like "What a Man," which is the actual song, it's yeah. literally like they didn't even just sample a piece of it; they sampled the whole thing. Like it's just like <laughs> they just redid the song. It's so like what they had that much money that they just like here's eighty thousand for like one jam or whatever. Like no problems. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It like it lit- it made me sweat. Like I was like, oh, ah. I was like, do I, should I cancel this, this subscription thing? <laughs> like, uh, but well, I'm looking through eBay sold right now and they've consistently sold for, you know, 50, 60 bucks. Uh, yeah. Now there's plenty on there that are, you know, still, um, still being offered. So, you know, you could, you could always get your money back on it, but I right. think it's one of those things that. So, like, I found the Notorious B.I.G. Uh, record, the Vinyl Me Please version with, like, the red splatter or whatever. Yep. Like, I saw that in a record store before kind of everything went to, you know, went to went to hell in the handbasket with the COVID stuff. And I remember I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get that. And, like, I hardly ever listened to it. But, again, like, there's going to be a day when I'm going to need right. to throw on something and I'll right. have it. And I remember right. when it first came out, I was like, I can live without that. And then the more I thought about it, once it was gone, I was like, oh, I really wish I had that. Right. And I was sort of like, I think that's what the way it's going to be with this. And I think my music habits as a listener is is very much like 
it's just bipolar where it's like one time right. one like it's kind of what i was saying earlier it's like i want to be able to play some crazy like funky salsa song in a dj set and have everyone yep. be sort of like i'm kind of feeling this i don't know and then like transition out of that into like shoot <laughs> and then everybody right. be like what the you know like <laughs> right. this is awesome you know what i mean like Right. Be able to do that. And I don't know that I'll ever have that opportunity or will I ever have the courage to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> More importantly. Right. But I'll at least have, have it in the uh <laughs> have it in the coffers if I want to. But you know, <laughs> but it's the same thing with you know, like it's not it's not a hip hop record. I mean it's a pop it's a pop right. record. And it is uh, it is that moment for them that they were like, We are going to cross over into a world that we have not yet inhabited. And I mean, yeah, they were, they it made them superstars. I mean, that song, you couldn't, you could not escape that song. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, shoot both of those songs, both the singles off that record, the, the top singles, like you could not get past them in 93, so... 94. I came up with this theory and it's totally unfounded and I haven't researched it at all, but are you ready for it? Yep. I feel like in general, pop music is at its worst when there's no popular female trio act. Hmm. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. And when was the last time we had one? Destiny's Child? <laughs> Were they the last, last big... Because you th- think about like the '90s, man, and like the '80s, like, or even like going back to like the Supremes, which I can't support really a trio, but you know what I mean, like, but a girl group, you know what I mean, of that nature, you know what I mean, right. like, because you know there was a time when you were like coexisting was TLC, Salt and Pepper, In Vogue, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and yeah. you know. And then it kind of went away, and then, like, Destiny's Child came out of nowhere and, like, obviously made Beyonce what she is. You know what I mean? Like, that was the right. the the point she needed to sort of jettison off of. But, like, there really hasn't been one since. Right. And can you have another one? That's the big question. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Because it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody somewhere trying to, like, make it happen. You know, but it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's rough. <laughs> That's rough. I'm gonna start sweating now thinking about that one. Like, oh god, who who are who do we have? Who do we have? I don't know. I I don't know of anyone. I could just be totally like, you know, somebody could be like, duh, and name one. I'd be like, oh yeah, right, totally right about that. But but right. Uh, but it just seems like uh, I don't know. It seems like um, popular music right now is very artist singular driven and there's not very many groups anymore do you know what i mean like right like even like you know with my kids listening to a lot of hip-hop or whatever it's just hip-hop guys you know what i mean and right. it's like but then it's like bieber or ariana grande or whatever you know what I right. mean? And it's like you know even like um you know i mean i guess there's still bands but like nobody Young really listens to bands anymore, too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like this is, and this could this is gonna make you know, of course, because I'm old, it's gonna make me sound even older. But I feel like there was a moment that happened where everybody discovered the fact that like a large chunk of the records that they either loved growing up or 
uh, you know, their parents loved or they inherited or whatever, whatever made up their musical DNA. There's that moment as a musician where you discover that a lot of the records that you loved that were made under the guise of being made by a band or actually made by like a dude or an artist and some people or maybe it was just the artist people. Yeah. And they just got some folks like, yeah, it was not a band. Like when I, I, when I discovered the whole dinosaur junior world about that, I was like, are you kidding? (laughs) That wasn't a, that was just Jay mask. Like (laughs) that was more, that was more shattering than being like, how many records did Dave Grohl play all the instruments on? Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Like that part was like, oh, whatever. But like, Jay Maskus, that Dinosaur Jr. was not a band. Or <laughs> even better, like the thing that I think is so hard to wrap your head around where it's like, you know, like going back to Janet Jackson, it's like some of those records right. were just like Jimmy Jam and, right. you know, what's his name? Terry Lewis. Basic, and Terry Lewis, yeah. Like, and I think she brought probably a lot to that, so I don't want to discredit her sure. by what I'm about to say next. But there's definitely artists that just go in and like, right. they're like, I'm here to do whatever is going to make me famous that you do. You know what I mean? Right. And those right. people make it, you know, and, uh, you know, and then they just sort of shoot off from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's where you're always like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They just sort of walked in and sang those songs, and then, yeah. then they got big, and then they went on toured it, and like that's right. that was like their artist artistry. Yeah. They were just a singer. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. crazy. I mean, it was it was crazy. I remember you know again being out on the road and like you play these festivals and you see these quote unquote bands, and you're like, that's not the dude. Yeah. And the, and the th- like these are it's just like the the cat singing and like who are those cats? Like, yeah. who's the rest of this? Like, <laughs> what, what is this band? Like, this is not, this is not a band. Like, this yeah. is just, I mean, it is in aesthetics only. Like there yeah. are multiple people playing different instruments yeah. <laughs> on stage. Sure. But it's not like, you know, this could, this, this, could, this rabbit hole can go forever, but <laughs> it's, it's just a crazy, like, I feel like that, the, that becoming like more like widely known that that was a thing, I think yeah. had like this weird effect on the next generation of people making music and, or even two now. And so now it's like, well, I don't need anybody else. I can just do this myself. And if I need yep. my homeboy down the street to like put down a, a beat for me, I'll get a drum kit and bring him into my house and we're done in five minutes. And right. But I think I that's do... because music has changed from groups, whereas you used to be right. a group. Like you became famous yeah. as a group. Yeah. Um, and then you maybe branched off from there. I'm thinking Commodores, Lionel Richie, right. uh, Jackson 5, Michael Jackson. Um, you know, whereas even like in the 80s, like I still remember hearing sitting in a room in Nashville where like Desmond Child was like, yeah, I wrote all these songs with Bon Jovi so that they would have a right. huge hit. And you're like, what? Right. Like, I was such a hair metal nut that I was like, and pop, that's more like pop metal, I guess. But I was just right. like, wait, what? Like, they didn't write I mean, songs. I never even looked. <laughs> like, why would I look? Like, I was like eight. You know what I mean? Like, who, who, I just assumed he was a genius. You know what I mean? So, right. like, the idea that those, um, and that, and what producers can do and all that, I mean, thank God for them because that's how we get those records. But, like, it, it still is at the end of the day, like, oh, wait. I think what I love about the most is like, it, 
it strips away that idea of like just that singular genius artist. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, right. You know, it really does take a village. Like it, it's such a cheesy phrase, right. but like it really does take a village to make a huge right. record. Unless you're Billie Eilish and it just needs to be you and your brother at home. <laughs> Apparently. <In> the bedroom. <laughs> right. So right. there's always outliers, you know what I mean? Right. But... As I say, we can always find the one where you're like, or if you're, you know, if you're the DJ guy, you don't really need anybody else to, you know, piece together this thing for you. But like, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Cause it's crazy. like, you know, I mean, it's like suddenly the singer songwriter model just became the model. Like it was not like yeah. a niche thing anymore. It's like, no, this is just what we do. Like I am, it's I am the band. Like singer songwriters anymore. I mean, it's like, right. It's just an artist. It's like, I'm because the there's that whole team behind it. I mean, right. did you, were you surprised? Like I'm so naive when like I started listening to like rap and stuff. You know what I mean? That I was just like, right. wait, so wait, somebody produces the music and then <laughs> they just come in and rap. Like they didn't actually do that right. whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, right. You, as you really start to learn how the sausage is made, so to speak, you're like, whoa. You know yeah. I mean? so you mean some, like, yeah, they were just collecting different beats from different people and then they just went in the studio and yeah, that's whoa. what Jazzy Jeff was for. Like, oh, man, parents. Parents just don't understand what have never existed without him. <laughs> right. I don't, I just don't understand. <laughs> right. Well, this yes. was, uh, this was a fun rabbit hole to get lost in out, out of yeah. nowhere, I think, but, um, <laughs> it plays, it plays into my brain for sure. So yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, but, um, yeah, but I, I um, th- that's just a portion of, the records that have been coming in. I will say that, um, I'd say you didn't even it, mention the one that I was going to talk about for three hours. So that's good. Well, I've, I've, you know, I, it comes in waves. <laughs> so it's like, cause again, going back to like my buying selling, it's like, I'll have a weekend where like I can sell a ton of stuff. I'm like, sweet. Right. And then I can kind of shop for that week. But like, uh, you know, they just sort of show up randomly. And today I just got all of them. And I was like, Oh man, that's going to take me a couple right. of days to get through all these, you know, which I'm excited about. But um, good way to right. start the week. But it's like, okay, now I got to like buckle down and get some more, more stuff sold. And somebody was like, what is it like with these records just show up? I'm like, well, the good news is that there's records going out. You know what I mean? So literally right. there was a pile of stuff on the patio. So she sat down a pile and then took a pile out. So I was like, woohoo, you know? So, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, um, it, it's going to be fun to kind of go through those. So I will probably eventually get to the one that, you're thinking about so yeah well they're next call yeah and i've got i've got another pile in the way so <laughs> all right man we'll, we'll we'll save those piles for next time absolutely all right buddy all right bud. Bye.